Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, November the 15th. And welcome to our commentary. I'm still fighting some of this uh, stuff is in the air. My voice is still not back 100%, but uh, hopefully I can get through this little commentary here without any major any major issues. Well, the big story today, of course, is that the president of China is in San Francisco. And if you noticed, uh, they cleaned up the city. I mean, remarkable. They cleaned it up. You know, they took all the people who were uh, living in the streets, I guess, and, and they put them all they they put them all uh, wherever they they put them, uh, and uh, they've cleaned up the streets. And the streets of San Francisco are clean again. You know, for those of us who remember that city at one time being actually a very clean city, a very nice city, at one time a very elegant city. That's not that long ago. It is kind of nice to see San Francisco back uh, cleaned up and dressed up uh, the way a city should look like. But you know, we will see. We will see what, uh, how long that's going to last. But, of course, the, the purpose of cleaning up San Francisco is that the president of China is visiting uh, San Francisco and meeting with the president of the United States. And the two teams, I guess, are going to be talking uh, economics primarily. That's really the issue between China and the United States is economics. And there may be some opportunities here to negotiate a few things with China because their economy is not doing very well. And they have basically an export-driven economy. All they do is export. They make and they export. They don't really do much of anything else. And maybe maybe there's the opportunity to negotiate something with them so that uh, they know clearly that uh, you know if they engage in certain kind of behavior, like sending guns to Putin or like invading Taiwan or whatever, that there are going to be consequences from the United States. And of course, consequences, I mean, purely economic. We would put sanctions on the Chinese economy and that could really hurt China. So I see some opportunities here for some negotiations between the two countries. Uh, I'm not really sure what China wants from us other than they want to keep selling us everything they make because that's all they have. They have an economy that uh, exports. That's, That's all they have. China has other problems too. Uh, their real estate uh, is completely overbuilt. Uh, their stock market, I guess, is not doing well. They also have a population problem. I understand that in the next 50 years, half of their population is going to disappear because they weren't reproducing properly. So, I mean, there are all kinds of problems that China has. And I think that if uh, the United States can ne- negotiate well, we should be able to get some uh, concessions from China that would improve uh, our relationship with China and certainly the influence of China in in places like Ukraine and with Russia and with Iran and all of that. Again, I'm not really confident that Joe Biden can do this. Okay, I'm not really confident that Joe Biden can do this, but uh, let's hope that uh, the people around them uh, can help them accomplish some of these things. But they've got some problems in China. They really do. Their economy is in very bad shape. Now, in in the middle of all of this, you know, we had this march in Washington, D.C. yesterday where the estimation is that 200,000, 300,000 people went to march on behalf of of Israel. I thought it was a great thing. I thought it was an absolutely wonderful display of where the American people stand on this. 
Most Americans agree that Israel should be supported, particularly at a time like this when the Israeli nation is under threat, their survival is at stake. So I was very happy to see 200, 300, whatever the final number is, out there in the streets of Washington marching on behalf of, of, uh, of Israel. But I was not happy that the president of the United States nor the vice president of the United States even made an appearance at this uh, march. I mean, I understand that President Biden was flying to San Francisco. Okay, I get that. He could have delayed the trip. I mean, after all, you know, getting to San Francisco at six o'clock in the afternoon, he could have gotten there at nine o'clock and gone to the to the march. He could have done that, but he didn't. Where was the vice president? I have no idea where she was. I have no idea why she didn't go. At least one of them should have been should have been there. Now, someone from their administration did come over and and say a few things in support of Israel. But look, you know, this is a time for the president or the vice president to make a vocal appearance, and that uh, was not there. Now, what's interesting is that all of this is happening at the same time that we hear that they are going to release another $10 billion to Iran. Now, this is going to be some sanctions, I guess, that we are going to uh, to release or, or something like that, where, you know, $10 billion is going to go to Iran. And you got to wonder, what are they thinking in the White House? I mean, what are they thinking in the White House? How do you do that? How do you give $10 billion to Iran at a moment like this when our soldiers are being shot at by Iranian weapons or certainly people who are being supported by Iran? Our soldiers are being shot at. We have actually attacked elements uh, in Syria and other countries associated with Iran. So what are we doing giving them more money? I mean, what is the point of this? Well, the White House has not explained it. I'm sure they'll come up with some technical explanation for it, but it makes absolutely no sense, absolutely no sense to be giving money to Iran at this point, at this point of the game. It just makes absolutely no sense. And I don't know who approved this, but man, they should put that, they should bring that person to the House or to the Senate and have that person explain to the House or to the Senate what in the world are we doing by giving $10 billion to Iran at this point. You may have seen, you may have seen that the director of the FBI was before the House or the Senate in the last couple of days. I don't remember which one. And he said that he was very concerned from a national security standpoint about the numbers of people who are coming into the country. His concern is that we don't know who they are, okay? We have no idea who they are. And these are the famous getaways. These are the people who just get in and then get away. And we have no idea who they are. So the FBI director is concerned, he should be, from a national security standpoint, when people are coming into your country at a time like this, when you've got Iran being very aggressive, uh, why in the world are, are we allowing this? Well, I don't know. Nobody knows because this government has an immigration or border policy that makes absolutely no sense. They're just allowing people into the country. Now, some do come in on the basis that they're going to see a judge or something in the future. I understand that. But many are just walking in. They're just walking in and we don't know who they are. And those are the ones that the FBI director is very concerned about. We don't know who these people are. Why shouldn't we be concerned as to the intentions of of these individuals. Now, this kind of ties into something that happened yesterday in Texas, 
where the state legislature here in Texas has just approved a new law that went to Governor Abbott's desk for his signature. I'm pretty sure he'll sign it. And the law makes it a crime to come into Texas illegally. In other words, if you come into Texas illegally, you can be arrested and deported. Uh, and I think there's further penalties if you do it more than once. And, you know, this is a, a very controversial law because this is something that a state has not done before. Historically, anything having to do with the border or with immigration has been a federal issue. And everybody everybody knows that. But, you know, here in Texas, of course, illegal immigration is costing the state a lot of money. And, you know, there's a lot of concern on the border, the resources, the hospitals, these towns on the border that are just being overwhelmed by the number of people who are who are coming in. So I'm assuming that this new law, once the governor signs it, will go back or will go to the courts. But here's something interesting. Two recent laws that were signed in Texas or decisions that were made in Texas, one was to put these, these barriers on the river, and the other one was to sue the Biden administration for cutting the wire that was uh, uh, laid down in some parts of the of the border to keep people from coming. Both of those ended up in the courts and the courts did not throw them back to Texas, meaning the courts wanted to hear what Texas had to say. And what that's telling me, what that's telling me is that the federal courts realize that Texas is encroaching on federal territory, but at the same time, Texas is doing it out of self-defense. So at what point does the state say, you know what, the federal government is not going to do its job we're going to do our job. We're going to go in there and we're going to uh, to take care of the problem. When does that happen? Well, maybe we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. But clearly, Texas has a problem. The federal government doesn't seem interested in fixing it. And I think the, court, the courts are going to tell us here in the next few weeks, maybe a few months, whether or not a state can take care of a problem on the border if the federal government doesn't uh, want to do anything about it. We'll see. We'll see how it all how it all comes out. You know, I've got a post uh, coming out Thursday morning. There's a brand new song by the Beatles. Brand new song. Actually, it's not a new song. It was a demo that uh, John Lennon made in 1978. It uh, you know it stayed in the shelf. Nobody looked at it or nobody paid attention to it. Uh, nobody decided to release it even though they knew about it. Apparently, they knew about this demo many years ago. It wasn't like a brand new thing that they just discovered. But it has been released as a uh, as a new song called Now and Then. And this song is, you know, very popular. It's going all over the world and doing quite well. And many people are buying it, which is, I suppose, that was the idea of releasing it. But I have to tell you that after listening to it, I wasn't that impressed with the song. I thought it was honestly pretty boring, you know, pretty, uh, it lacks the kind of, I guess, energy that I, I would have expected out of, out of a Beatles. And so I just don't like it. I, I just think that, it, you know, this is the kind of song that would have been better left unreleased. Now, if, if you bought the record, I'm not going to hate you for it. But if you want my opinion, I just don't think it's that good of a song. I think it's actually a pretty flat song, if you want to know. It, it's really not that good. Not that good. And the reason, I suppose... And maybe that's the reason that John Lennon never included this song in his 1980 album, you know, when Double Fantasy, when he came back from from exile and released uh, a brand new album, the album that uh, included songs like Woman 
and uh, Starting Over and Beautiful Boy. This song was never released in that album, which I think tells you, tells you something about what he thought of the song. And, you know, I read a review. Someone, someone was saying that sometimes some songs just need to stay unreleased. And I have to tell you, that's how I feel about this song by the Beatles. I think we would have been better off just keeping the song unreleased. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of the song. I understand why people like it because they like the Beatles and and they, you know, anything by the Beatles turns them on. I'm a huge Beatles fan too. But as I write in my post uh, coming out Thursday morning, um, I rather listen to Paperback Writer and some of their old stuff, frankly. I just, that to me is more of the Beatles than this new song that uh, that came out. Not really a new song. Again, let me explain. It's an old recording that they found, uh, a John Lennon demo that they discovered. Well, thank you for listening. Everybody have a wonderful day. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.